welcome to Bunta Vista. Uh, it is episode 65. Uh, 1965, of course, being the year that the Australian Mint opened and they started making decimal coins. We stopped having pounds and shillings and so on. Uh, I'm Andrew and I'm here with Ben, who's probably lightly, lightly perplexed by that. What do you say, of course? Yeah. 1965 was, of course, the year. The commonly held knowledge about Australia. And you didn't Google this. That's my understanding. You didn't go 1965 in Wikipedia to look up. No, I just just thought to myself, 1965, what's the thing that we all know happened that year? You had nothing planned when you hit record on the podcast. You said the number 65 and you went, oh, Mm -hmm. bloody hell, that's it. That's when we started getting our own bloody coins. That's it. That's when we stopped using... um, Whatever, farthings and such. Tuppence. Tuppence. Haypenny. Uh, yeah, all that kind of thing. Hey, speaking of, um, of weird, <laughs> weird oh, coins, boy. weird coins from the mother country, uh, we are, of course, joined by our British correspondent from the Trash Future podcast. It's Riley. Hi. Hey, guys. Hello. Man, bet you weren't expecting this accent. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I fucking stay surprising you. That's right. How long have you lived there for now? Oh, I've lived here since 2011 when I decided to come to university over here, and then I just sort of stayed. Huh. Cool. Any any particular reason? Anything? Anything you really loved about? Oh, it? inertia. It mainly inertia. Yep. It wasn't. I was like, well, it's I've, I've accumulated a lot of stuff here at <laughs> university. I could move it all back to Canada. Or I could take the much easier option, and I could move it over the road. Yep. I'm not moving a whole room's worth of stuff to another country. Who has now, the time? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. If this is offensive, uh, I would like to apologise. Doesn't living in London suck shit? Is it fucking awful? <laughs> is it horrible? Oh man. Okay. Yes. In, in a word. <laughs> okay. <yes. laughs> Good to know. Um, it is. Like it, it is this thing where, I, like, there, there's like there's a unique emotion that I think the British invented Depression? to describe how they feel about Britain, uh, which is like this kind of affectionate disdain, where <laughs> everything sucks and everyone hates it, and we commonly all recognize that like the essence of being in Britain is to be like massively overpaying for like a really shit pint of warm beer at a festival you kind of know is a scam but there's like 20 minutes of summer so you do it anyway as much as you possibly can because you know there's something worse coming around hmm. so it's 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 sort of like it's a country that's asymptotically worse but that is sort of it's saving it's it's saving grace is that you know it's better than it's going to be in the future <laughs> I can't even tell you how pissed off Theo will be that asymptotes were mentioned on the podcast and he wasn't here for it. <laughs> I still love it though for some reason. It's that's the thing. You you do love it, but you get a point to get to a point where you kind of love you love it and you're very protective of the right to hate it. Sure. So a very love-hate relationship. That was definitely my yeah, take also- when I went there. I was like, "Huh. So this is London." <laughs> <laughs> Still London. I sure am years. in London. <laughs> yep. Well, it's like it's the way I always, I always describe to people is because they're like, "Oh, everything's so beautiful." It's like, yeah, it's a, it's an entire place full of like beautiful houses that you'll get shot if you go too close to because there's like, 
there's like they they live in um, people who are living there are you know some kind of war criminal. Nice. Now I just <laughs> I just heard a little sound, a little knock Speaking at the side of the door. Speaking of war criminals. Hey. <laughs> I hear. Well, you got I hear the birthday let's boy. Get this it's party. the birthday boy. Uh, let's, let's, uh, let's let's start this party. <laughs> How many Several. drinks have you had? How are we? Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> just out of curiosity, was uh your your boss buying Absolutely. all of your drinks? Was he forcing oh, them on you? For sure. He, yeah, he has would, a tendency to do that. Was not able to escape without heavy drinking. Hmm. Well, <laughs> oh boy, you've paid the price now, and here you are. Um, Theo, meet Riley. Hey, Riley. Riley, meet Theo. How are we, hey, Theo? Oh, not bad. I'm bad. It's morning here in Britain, so um, <laughs> I'm 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 only slightly. Bad. <laughs> yes, just the old, the breakfast champagnes, probably a mimosa. That's kind of oh, brampane, I believe they call the it. What? That's that's another. I mean, if you want to talk about different cultural psychoses that sort of just that completely just rend British grey matter in two, that's another big one. <laughs> is the um, the sort of the, the desire of everybody to sort of um, put on a, a, a dress or suit they ordered from ASOS and then like go and then go on in like a really chilly autumn morning, go and force themselves to have a good time on like a like a rooftop for like an unlimited champagne breakfast that they paid sort of 40 pounds for and then like sort of there's a lot of sort of cosplay a a lot of upper class cosplay in that sense uh and it all seems to revolve around getting drunk at about 11 because that's what people imagine that like everyone on gosford park did Hmm. it's like mad men it's kind of it's that my horseshoe theory is that getting drunk at about 11 is for both Rich people and poor people. <laughs> people in the middle don't really do it. That's fair. Oh, I started boy. drinking today at about 10 and I have no money. But I also <laughs> assume that every celebrity also did the same thing. You've either got to be rich enough to get away with it or poor enough that it doesn't matter. It doesn't... I have no responsibilities. Yeah, it doesn't really impact If I didn't day. turn... There is nowhere that if I didn't turn up there, something critical wouldn't happen. <laughs> I could vanish and the world would be fine. I wouldn't fine. be fine, Ben. Oh, cool thank you, Theo. It's, it's like Atlas Shrugged, <laughs> but for posters. Yeah. <laughs> I shrugged and so did everyone else. Yeah, more like Satlas Shrugged, uh, am I right? We'll, we'll workshop that one. Got him. <laughs> Work that one around. So, so look, what's what's been the big event in Australian media this week? That's right, folks. We're talking about racist <laughs> no, cartooning. I don't think anything happened. Racist cartooning again. Oh, we've had, we just have like there is some part of the Australian psyche that has a visceral need to open up a newspaper and stare at the most racist image that can legally be published. <laughs> Yeah. Every morning while they're well, eating that's their how breakfast. You know he's free. <laughs> as long as you can see a fucking Sambo drawing uh, while you're eating your eggs, mm. you know that liberty is still at play. Well, um, when you consider uh, our anti-discrimination laws and how there is like a whole, uh, a whole raft of exemptions, and they all apply like specifically to 
like opinion and art and all sorts of stuff. And like, I feel like cartooning would be sort of right in the middle of the Venn diagram of all the things that will get you an exemption. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're being very generous about what constitutes art, but I think technically if you've used a pen or a paintbrush, they kind of yeah. have to begrudgingly give it to you. So all all Australian op-ed pieces are just actually conceptual art? It's like reconceiving um, like phrenology as like tarot oh, card reading, though it's just for entertainment. It's definitely like well, performance art, that's for sure. Uh, particularly, particularly like, um, you know, conservative op-ed writers these days you do get the very strong sense that like it, it is all just an elaborate performance and none of them actually even remotely believe the things that they're saying oh which is something that miranda divine is on record saying and, about uh, Andrew Bolt and but also in the literal yeah, sense basically all of them at some point they, yep. except for paul also, murray they do also a do a dog that can only say the word shot it's just <laughs> <laughs> got him well um, i mean i I, th- I think they believe it all, but <laughs> let's get into it. Well, I mean, there's you do have people like um, who was the oh, the fucking Alex Jones when he went to court for his um, for his custody hearings and was like, ah, Alex Jones is just a character that I play. <laughs> I don't really mean any of that stuff. I'm just doing a very extended bit for 14 hours a day. I mean, if it was a bit, that would be some of the most goddamn incredible writing in the history of man. Oh, it'd be very Kaufman-esque. To, it's, but it's not, but if it was... Just imagine. Amazing. Just imagine if it was. Like, the depth of writing there. Forgetting the names of your children because you ate a big bowl of chili. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> now, that's a legal defense. That's a legal defense for you. No, what we're talking about is um, cartoonist Mark Knight. This is, this is only a month or two removed from having another... Um, race-related cartooning stoush uh, Mark Knight did about uh, Sudanese youths. And he has done another cartoon, which was a depiction of um, Serena Williams at the US Open, I want to say. It was one of those... Yeah, it was um, one of the I, I don't what? know. Tennis is for people that aren't me. Yeah, tennis is for fucking nerds. It was one of... Yeah, that one. It was one of the big tennis shows. And, uh, and they were at that... And she did some uh, some racket throwing and some yelling at the at the ref, and they said, "Hey, look at this! Look at this wild woman out of control of her hormones and her emotions, throwing a tantrum, uh, as they like to do when it's not a guy doing it." And he drew a cartoon, well, which, yeah, no, then. which uh, I think the most charitable way to describe this cartoon would be by tugging at your collar and saying, "Yikes." Oh, look, so this, the the cartoon came out the day before all the news stories sort of happened about it, right? So, like, uh, it came out and Australian press didn't really say anything about it, right? A few people on Twitter saw it and were like, oh. Uh, and then it got seen by Americans overnight and then that's when it became an issue in the Australian media. So, I was working the night that it came out and I saw a bit of backlash about it and I looked at it and I was like, oh should I bother covering this? My logic was ultimately that there's no way to do it that doesn't sound sanctimonious. Like, I was thinking about just running the headline with that's a yike from a, yikes from us <laughs> and then the picture. But then I was like, no, look, no one's going to see it. 
It's going to be fine. This will just blow over if I draw attention to it or whatever. And I woke up and I was just like, oh, cool. J.K. Rowling has seen this now. Hmm. <laughs> and she's mad about it. Like, she's real mad. You know, shit your pants in the car or something and you hope it's all contained. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and then you get out at the end yeah, of a trip and like uh, you find that you've been sorely mistaken. And your shit it has turns been out everyone seen did by notice J.K. You. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I take a trip That's at J.K. Right. Rowling. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ate, all this ch- ate all that chili, forgot my kids' names, and then, who boy. Boom. Absolute Hufflepuff in the car. Am, I, am I right, guys? Is that- <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know which one that so, is. Um, oh, my. So the Australian media had uh, a very typical Australian media reaction, which is to, upon um, a whole lot of people of colour seeing this cartoon and saying, boy um he sure has drawn her in a way that is very reminiscent of like old sambo cartoons and a lot of other very unfortunate caricatures of black and like the first two episodes of tintin for some reason that we don't talk about Mm. but and uh the belgians are a very racist race my belief (laughs) let's move on (laughs) I mean, you're gonna get Bre- you're, if you if you say the the Belgians are racist, then you're going to get Brendan O'Neill on your case for being racist against Belgians. Belgians oh, no. aren't a race, okay? That's first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> and if they are, they're one of the. Oh, wait, no, hang on. <laughs> but uh, no, let's get something straight about the fucking Belgians. <laughs> um. So so yeah, we had a very Australian media reaction, which was. To hear these complaints from thousands of people of color and to say, what's the appropriate response to this? I know. It's to trot out like uh, 15 different 65-year-old white people to explain why it's not racist. Oh, man. It's so good because News Corp aggregates their columns sort of across all of their mastheads. Mm. And so, if you looked at any of the websites, they had their little opinion subsection and there were just eight different versions of the headline that was like, Oh, suddenly it's racist to draw a racist cartoon. It's not racism. You're an idiot for saying so. Yeah, I, I noticed that as well. Like, I saw um, I saw a column which was, it was just a piece um, explaining why uh, Mark Knight had shut down his Twitter account. And it wasn't because everyone was calling him a racist dipshit and telling him to shut down his account. It was because um, he was doing it to protect his friends and family, which is... Oh, so he's a superhero. Yeah. Yeah, basically. He's Batman. Spider-Man, yeah. Batman type Spider-Man deal. Spider-Man, Batman yeah. was also a huge victim. Yeah. At the same uh-huh. time. Of course. So, well, that's, the, that's what I love about these about Australian conservative columnists is more than any other country's conservative columnists, they resemble a Greek chorus where sort of at once they will all just sort of harmonize and or maybe like a barbershop quartet and just, you know, just, just sort of say this just say, well, actually, yeah, absolutely. It's like the Fox News effect <laughs> where they've all got their talking points to go in the you know, go in in the morning, but there's like six of them, and they're all named like Pissnickety Fart Fuckle. So like, news yeah, travels really quickly. <laughs> well, I will. Say, it's the, the weirdest thing is that all the News Corp editors, like even if they all write for the same paper, like the Australian has ten columnists that routinely do the exact same piece every day, and all of their editors are like, ah. Oh, Fuck, man, I don't know. We've already done nine of these that say exactly the same. Oh, go on, then. Have another. Go on, do They're it a tenth time. Go on. Racism <laughs> columns. Treat yourself. 
No, it's definitely... I, th- I think it's been one of the most noticeable things in recent years. Um, the most notable examples of, like, where the uh, a, a huge part of the perception of this from outside of media has been people saying, oh, this thing's pretty on the nose. Like, granted, there are lots of people who say, I don't see what's racist about it, but also... Because my eyes were pecked mm, out by birds. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah it's like a uniform reaction of white um op-ed writers saying no it's totally not racist and here's why you're wrong people of color who were complaining about this and um and absolutely refusing to acknowledge the idea but like you were saying ben i saw a, a you know a piece talking about his twitter account in which it described him as Australia's finest cartoonist. Um, <laughs> oh God! Damn. Which which the they, Herald yeah, Sun they keep referring to him called as, him a celebrated cartoonist over and over and over again. Who celebrates Who the him? Fuck is celebrating this dipshit? Like, I, oh wow, you drew a very fat man with a sash that says "Big Banks" on it. You <laughs> fucking genius. I mean, it's, that's what you guys are going to replace Australia Day with, is just Mark Knight Day, where everyone gets together and trades their favorite Mark Knight co- uh, comics. That's it. You know, like... Um, <clears throat> handing out, um, like, handing uh, out like, packages of black crayons to all the kids at the parade. Well, before that, oh, we had Bill Leak Day, where we all go out on a balcony to celebrate, but that, yeah. <laughs> that got shot down. <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody online... Um, quoted my my favorite joke of my own about about Bill Leake's death the other day which was uh, he's falling off heaven's balcony now R.I.P. R.I.P. and it was good that um, his son took over his mantle as you know Australia's most racist cartoonist Johannes 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 Bleak how many racist cartoonists do you guys have a stable fucking like literally one dropped off and then immediately one popped up to replace him. It's his son his son literally took <laughs> over. Death for proof him. industry. His son like recreated his his father's racist cartoons and put like new spins on them. It was wild. Yeah, you never have to worry wild. about us he not had, like, having a racist cartoonist in our back pocket because it's there. Like I, that's not gonna be a problem. I, 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 for one, can't wait for, like, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, refugees to be drawn like pirates, sort of, you know, making a family marked like oh innocent boy. Australians. Oh, boy, do we have some cartoons for you, right? <laughs> 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 oh, wait, so does that, so that, that racist Australian cartoon I just invented because I realized I kind of stumbled Ooh. earlier when I tried to think of one on the fly. Oh, we've already, already, we've already got that kind Look, of thing, I, I know, yeah, <laughs> you think literally this is new ground. No combination. We've been doing this for a very long time, all right, Riley? <laughs> so... It's, is, is is Australian cartooning racist cartooning kind of like multiverse theory where just every potential racist cartoon everything in you can think already of, yeah. exists so what I what I liked in uh, Mark Knight's reaction to the whole thing was the classic kind of um, uh, it had it had all the great hallmark defenses of it's not racist because I didn't intend it that way um, which oh. is very good and also, he clarified for everybody, again, after drawing this image, which when a lot of people looked at it, they immediately went, holy shit, ooh, why, ooh, why does it look like that? <laughs> um, a lot of people's like gut reaction to it was that, and he helpfully explained that when he did the cartoon, he was doing a cartoon about Sabrina Williams throwing a tantrum. He wasn't doing a cartoon about racism or sexism, and that's why it's not racist. Everybody's oh. everybody's just got it wrong," he said. 
Oh, Did shit, you yeah. uh, see that the the thing that he said on ABC Radio? That there's a quote here from a Guardian article that is just delightful. Uh, speaking on ABC, Knight said he had no knowledge of ca- those cartoons or that period, and he thought the said people were making stuff up. Ah, uh, he's a fucking professional cartoonist. I, th- I think I've I figured out what their him. psyche is. I, th- I figured out the psyche. Uh, which is, you know, like in, in, in America, there are those, like, sovereign citizen guys who kind of think that, like, if, if you just sort of say the right combination of words in the courtroom, you can declare yourself not a citizen of the United States and yeah. therefore don't oh, yeah, have if to you, pay tax or abide by the age of consent or whatever. If and you tell a cop that you're a, not a name, you're a person, they can't charge you for speeding. That's exactly what, what these people, that these people's relationship to racism is. They think that, like, they can just be like, ah, yes, you think I'm being racist. But actually, actually, if you look at the, at the law, you'll see there are fringes yeah. on the flag and you'll see that, like, per- pursuant to Section 24.1b, I wasn't intending it. So you're not allowed to it's be It's such a funny cell phone that they're like, well, you think I've been racist, but uh, actually I haven't thought about it at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, You think I've done a racist cartoon, but I know nothing about (laughs) cartoons. So who's the idiot now? Exactly. It's like being being patronized by someone reading a book upside down. It's great. (laughs) Um, Well, I think you'll find that I can't understand anything in here. So who's the idiot now? (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'm a dumbass. Owned. (laughs) Well, it's funny. I was was talking to my my brother-in-law today about... um, about like the the Nike campaign with Colin Kaepernick in it, you know, mm. and like um, and the the sixteen people burning their fifteen year old pair of like Nikes. Yeah, apparently supported by d- us and the president of Iran. So a good <laughs> cross section there. Well, I liked um, I liked uh, one tweet that I saw that was just somebody saying, "I want to see like one person burn a new pair of Jordans." Not happening. Everybody's burning like this twenty-year-old pair of trainers that they've had for a million years. Nobody's out there There's burning nothing. their new two hundred-dollar shit. But um, yeah, apparently within twenty-four hours, you know, Nike had already recouped whatever phenomenal amount of exposure, and like their sales have increased some astronomical amount. Oh yeah, with a very you know cynical boy that paid off. Very savvy. It all worked out, but um. Yeah, we were sort of talking about all of all of the Kaepernick stuff, and of course, as I'm as I'm always saying, I love the constant accusations of like the outrage left, the outrage left that love getting whipped up into a mob about everything, and then seeing all this footage of people literally burning their own property to get back at a corporation for running an ad campaign about man who it. kneels during song. Well, like, uh, well, it oh, but a, it's special song. It's the crying song. <laughs> it's no, it's like it's 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 like um, in, in Warhammer Forty Thousand, thousands of 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 psychers are sacrificed every day to sort of keep the emperor alive. And I think Americans have the same idea of the national spirit and troops. There aren't enough troops that can die to make like you know a sort of forty-two-year-old type guy with type two diabetes who works in an IT consultancy outside Cleveland feel safe and proud. My, my understanding is that uh, if the blood of an American soldier seeps into the sand in the Middle East, it's somehow routed directly into Trump's body and makes him strong. <laughs> <laughs> All of all of these people are just they they're in this weird death cult where they're just God they just love the fuck they just love the troops but only when the troops die for them 
It's like it's like um, <laughs> not when the troops say it's, things it's been, like, actually, I think it's fine yeah, that these I, guys this are protesting. This is why I'm fighting is for freedom of speech and that sort of thing. Like, well, oh no, that's not. It's it's like it's like the when the whatever the troops say, I, we actually don't want to get killed. They just sing the national anthem louder and louder and louder <laughs> until they've all burst their own ears. Also, drums, there's so. about seventy to eighty percent of our audience right now that's just nodding along, going, "Yeah, no, no, I, I fully understand that 40 k reference." So thank you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh look! Uh, look, I'm I'm under no illusions as to who listens to oh, leftist podcasts. <laughs> we all spent a lot of time in the back of like you know game stores that were run that were run by older guys that were mean to us. Not me, because that involved talking. Well, to I people. worked at one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but to um, but to bring it back around to the Mark Knight thing, what we were saying about the the Colin Kaepernick stuff and the Nike ads and everything, people getting so insanely mad about them, and what I think makes people the maddest is simply that they are asked to consider a thing it's it's solely that by an nfl player kneeling on the field he is just forcing something into the front of this person's brain and saying hey here's the thing that doesn't affect you but i'd like you to think about it and i'm going that makes me so fucking angry that i'm gonna burn my shirt outside well i'm still wearing it <laughs> you know what <laughs> that's reasonable to me <laughs> I don't like having thoughts. Mm. I don't like entertaining them. If someone's trying to force another thought into my head, Oof. you know, that's my last refuge Buddy, inside my own brain. Buddy, we're running out yeah, of space in there. I'm too busy thinking about all the people I would fight. Mm. If we were... Don't you dare make me think about someone that I should maybe be considerate towards. Don't you dare. That's it. And that's what the uh, Mark Knight thing makes me think of is just this whole idea of like, oh, well, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't thinking about like how it looks to black people when I drew this thing. So how can I be bad then? Yeah, it's almost like having someone tell you that your first analysis of something was wrong is like a a mortal insult. Like, oh, you might have missed this one aspect of it. Are you fucking kidding me? I've never missed anything in my goddamn life. That's it. <laughs> if it was racist, I would have seen it yeah, w- when I glanced at it briefly uh, while I was scrolling past it. I wasn't thinking about it when I drew it, so why should and I, I have to? And I think you'll find that why I'm the least racist afterwards? person on the planet. Mm. Well, it's because all of these people have conflated racism with rudeness, right? A hundred percent. It's yep. like, it's like I, I, because because I like to sort of, you know... Because I just, I like to shut down the blood flow to certain parts of my brain. I actually did peruse the Brendan O'Neill article on this, which is exactly what you think it would be. It was actually the real bigots are the people saying that Mark Knight should maybe not draw a Sambo caricature because, you know, um, racism and and working classness are actually the same thing, according to Brendan O'Neill, who's the highest IQ columnist in the entire world. But he was like, actually, this is just a way for the middle class to look down on the working class for their sort of folksy rudeness when it's like, it, 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 it completely boggles the mind. It's, um, it's extremely weird. And of, and of course, again, the best possible reaction that News Corp, uh, owner of the stable of papers that this ran in, could have had was to A... Um, run a 500-word editorial exclaiming that it's not, in fact, racist um, and explaining in great length why Mark Knight is an awesome guy and not racist and the cartoon's not racist and if you think it's racist, you're probably a racist. Uh, And then they ran a a front page, full front page of the Herald Sun, um, covered in all of these other caricatures that had been done over the last however many years of different political figures and 
how would you how would you characterize the interpretation of that cover, Ben? Like they they were saying here's all these things that are banned now because leftists don't like caricatures. Oh, so they were trying to demonstrate that they that cartoons fucking suck is what I took <laughs> away from it. Is that all their artists are shit and unsubtle and just bad at illustrating things. But they're like, oh, look, we exaggerated Trump to have big hair. Oh, look, we made Bill Short and have large teeth. We, for some reason, drew Daniel Andrews's bare ass <laughs> and then labeled it with a caption that says, rejected, silly glasses, high crack. Well, yeah, that... Huge crack. Sorry, that, huge that crack. That makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, they had... Because... Reject people. They had all these different caricatures and over each one they had like... Um, Banned and yeah, not allowed and forbidden and all. So they had to come up with like fifteen different, you know, euphemisms for. So their argument was that if in if PC had its way, none of this would happen by listing a number of things that no one has complained about because they're not good artistically, but they're fine morally. They can't understand that context or history exists. Like, it's fine to draw a fucking weird caricature of a white dude because that's not a fucking thing. There hasn't been, like, historical denigration of white people through caricature because that's always been the default person in Western culture. But But, obviously, we do have a history of racist depictions of black people, so it's different. But they're like, oh, oh, you want me to think about a time before right now? But they also... No. the things that they were doing were, like, that they had in there as examples were, like, having... Agric- like former agriculture minister Barnaby Joyce as a sheep like it's racist against agriculture ministers yeah his his face on a sheep and they're like oh isn't this allowed anymore and it's like what outlawed Randy Ram resemblance <laughs> well, again, it, and it's just these people are just telling on themselves again and again because they're like oh yeah well all this stuff is, all this stuff is mean spirited and they're basically just saying that you know they just reject the idea of even of being decent of decency because they've conflated all of this with ah you just don't like rudeness <laughs> and so they're just like we love we love being shit love being dicks to people but again it was, it was like they had they're like scott morrison as fozzy bear and it's like who the fuck is that Bad. racist to again again the the issue like they, they were trying to turn it around as like the politically correct mob don't want you to have cartoons where we exaggerate someone's features <laughs> or make them look like another thing and to be fair after the revolution we will be going along every boardwalk and rounding up all of the characters <laughs> oh god they, against the wall you know what honestly yeah if we did bad them i would not be bad but um it's but like that yeah and on the same cover down in the corner they had the serena williams one and it's like hey so for all these ones you're making people like uh look like a, a plane or a sheep or a fuzzy bear or just a a bad racist look of a black one woman. of these things not like <laughs> the others um but yeah. and also like I think we, we we touched on this like a couple of weeks ago, but this concept that things are banned. Like they love wheeling this out, like big stamp across it, like banned. And and we talked about this where it's it's just like no, you've just been criticized about this, right? And that's what they think that that uh, a banning is that they face criticism. 
right? Which is the worst thing in the world to them to to have to reconsider their behavior and be rational about and, and all that sort of stuff. But it's not banned. No one's banned this shit. Like racist cartoons should be banned. Have they? No, because as we found out, you can just print the same shit on the front page of your of your newspaper literally days after. Like there's there's nothing absolutely nothing stopping you, which is the the irony in all of it. Well, it's also it's like it's like earlier we were talking about like taking a shit in your car, right? <laughs> it's not illegal. You will just be criticized <laughs> yeah, right. for it. Yeah. People will be like, frankly, it's awful. What you have done is awful. Oh, so it's illegal yeah, it's to like, shit in my own be car, in this car now. This is the- oh, so you, you're banning I, I, me from shitting in the car, are you? <laughs> like, I don't want to be in a car with someone who's shit in the car. And it's like, well, okay, I guess you're racist against people that shit in the car. <laughs> They're literally the most marginalized class in society. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> they are probably As pretty IBS marginalized. I think we can agree. <laughs> Although the thing I found most striking about the cover was, um, I think they've just completely forgotten that there's a magazine called PC World. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. I cracked it open, hoping to see it, because I'm I'm in the market for a new yeah, gaming I computer, want some and I was like, ah, perfect. Because I really want to crank the most out of my uh, my 960, but uh, rig. It's just it's just racist <laughs> cartoons. Yeah, I was like, ah, well, I, I, I mean, I, I knew sort of, you know, that, that, that blockchain was causing a lot of innovation in graphics cards. I'm just not aware that this was the direction they were going to take it. Yeah, very, very strange. But of course, the world has gone mad, as we have been repeatedly told. It's, the, the other thing is that it says uh, all, of, all of these are satire. But what's... Just to take it back to the cartoon itself, what's Mark Knight oh, man. satirizing? It would, be, it would be so funny to just ask them the question of, what is satire? Explain in your own words what satire is. Oh, oh, this is so embarrassing, but you guys didn't get the joke. Um, okay, so uh, what did Serena Williams do? She had a tantrum. Now, what does a baby do? Ooh. No, the I'm not, sorry, I'm not. Ooh. Can anyone? Well, I've so got kids. Let me... Hold on. Well, some, sometimes they they also get upset when they don't get their way. Now, I want you to imagine Serena Williams is a baby. Ah, so I take it all back. This is fucking genius. Uh, so he's satirizing the concept of babies, I think. That's what satirizing is. And you can see, of course. thing is like another thing? Yes. Hmm. Damn. Okay. See, I I used to think that like Jonathan Swift was just about eating babies, but then I did high school and I read 1984 by George Orwell, and they were like Happy New Year 1984, and I was like, Holy fuck! This is actually about a different thing. And it was like sometimes words can be different things, and all of this and sometimes pictures as well. All of this, of course, oh, explains. They're worth a thousand words. All of this explains why. <laughs> so sorry. All of this explains why Mark Knight uh, drew Serena Williams in a big baby bonnet, and um, she was throwing a rattle instead of a tennis racket. Remember how that happened? Oh no, wait. He just drew her um, in the outfit that she was wearing, but with um, an unrecognizable Sambo type face. Yep. Oh, and yeah. there was a dummy. Yeah, fucking satire. Look it up. 
sometimes artists sometimes artists like this is the thing right like in a you know how we're all we all study Jonathan Swift now like in a hundred years they're gonna study just like like Mark Knight's cartoons and they're gonna be like ah so this is how they stood up to the PC establishment <laughs> and this that's one of the, the justifications that they keep trotting out is that they're standing up to the powerful like I don't know man like it's just it's fucking tennis and she was mad about a call fucking who cares i mean i mean obviously i don't want to minimize no yes i do i do want to minimize the enjoyment of people that watch tennis it sucks us but also like (laughs) this is don't act like you're trying to fucking pursue some noble ideal of journalism by tackling this subject tennis tennis purity oh what a beautiful phrase (laughs) it's not a word i'm sure it should be but no they just like they were like oh let's reduce the emotions of a, a, a grown black woman to those of a child and we'll draw her in the most racist way possible uh, that took me 10 minutes I probably got paid an absurd amount of money for it I'm now going to spend the rest of the day uh, sniffing the various chemicals I use to get paint off my pants yeah well- the other thing, like, it's that um, you don't remember. There's like they, they only want to see black people drawn in caricature because, like, Thomas the Tank Engine just came out with um, a number of like a, a racially diverse series of tank engines, um, and then immediately NRA TV was like, "This is this is PC gone mad to white just genocide. display people of yeah." And then they they did so. Then NRA TV um, because these are. V- these are people who would just have a lot of productive things to do. Remade a new version of Thomas the Tank Engine, but where they all wore KKK hoods because they were mad. Satire. Yeah, that's see that also it, that's a satire of portraying black people normally, which is white genocide. Hmm. I don't know if you get it. You have to make a couple of logical <laughs> leaps. Interesting. Yeah. Ah. Uh... Can we can we talk about uh, some of the celeb responses? Yes. Uh, to the Mark Knight cartoon. Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, I just want to read out my favourite, uh, which is from uh, actor and thespian Ron Perlman. I'm not aware of this one. I saw you briefly mention it. I'm. I'm well, hit me. All right. Well, I'm gonna. As a fan of uh, the I, first sixty seconds of fallouts one through four um i'm excited to see what voice actor ron perlman has to say are you going to do the voice well i can't do a ron perlman voice uh and i'm pretty sure every single time you've asked me to do any voice on the show i've said no but you keep asking and And i I wish you the best in this endeavor i will keep asking all right this is the tweet don't know much about the herald sun do know this mark knight motherfucker as in f-u-c-k-a shouldn't be employed anywhere on this planet thank you Rod Perlman aka Hellboy that's right thank you <laughs> fucking rules uh, and of course boy wonder Caleb Bond decided to weigh in oh Wait, all right. he's a bad one right I'm gonna read both parts of this one he's a, he's a huge idiot that's for sure no, he's, a, he's a tiny idiot uh, well he's a small idiot yeah he's uh, his, is he 19 this yet? is a teleplay called the greatest own of all time. <laughs> Apparently, peanuts like Kathy Griffin have called this excellent cartoon from Night Cartoons racist. This is about Serena throwing a fit. 
nothing to do with race. Some people will stop at nothing to get offended. End tweet. Open a history book, motherfucker, and then go fuck yourself. End tweet. Surely that vulgarism is a bit misogynist, Kathy. Oh, boy. So, um, I, I really like in Caleb's response there the extremely pathetic attempt to turn it around into a, well, well, you have been, well, well like you were saying, Riley, they think rudeness is the bad thing. Well, it's, it, it, it's all not the these, racism. It's like, no, it's not. It's that, oh, it's that, oh, you, you think I'm displaying poor etiquette. Because, I, again, it's like, and again, like, Donald Trump is the er example of this. But, like, you remember how there was that Woodward article where they showed, like, it was revealed that if you, like, take a piece of paper away from him, he forgets that it exists uh, because he doesn't have object <laughs> permanence. All of these people, to a greater or lesser degree, sort of have degraded sentience versus, like, a, a normal human. Um, I, I just I don't think they fundamentally think anyone else exists and I think they often forget things not in their immediate field of view aren't there like these are people for whom the game of peekaboo is very high stakes <laughs> indeed um, like, like it's it, 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 that's that's more or less it, it right like they think they're the they, they all think that they're the protagonists of their own he game in which they're the hero and you know anyone saying like hey maybe think of you know not just using using a racial slur because you're used to and you like it but rather it's like it's like npcs in an elder scrolls game standing up for their rights it doesn't make sense to them and so, of course, they're going to sort of act all sort of incensed because they think that, oh, well, this is just a, this is, this, this is just a, a, a shopkeeper in Morrowind being, trying to tell me they're not going to sell me a... Yeah, that's the second reference I'm sure everyone's going to get. No, I'm trying to say they're not going to sell me a Dagon skin. I think, um, yeah, like if, 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 you, if you were to be completely objective about this one, step back, you've got um, a, a white 18-year-old male from Australia saying ah I, I completely dispute the idea that this uh, grotesque depiction of a black woman is offensive uh, is then told by a woman uh, open history book motherfucker and then go fuck yourself and his response is to call her a misogynist for using the phrase motherfucker I suppose hmm well, it's because they, they think it's a game. They think it's they think it's a, they think it's a game of of catch the bad word. Yeah, it's you know, it's they, never they, about the actual thing that's happened. Yeah, it's, I mean it's the same it's the same thing in Britain where it is just you know a, a group of a combination of the dumbest and smuggest people ever to walk the earth, just sort of trying to try, just just proudly refusing to take in new information. Uh, now, Caleb chose to really take the high road here by writing an entire article about how hurt his feelings were. Uh, he wrote an entire piece about how we can't allow the the mob, the wild leftist mob, to dictate what, what racist cartoons we can and can't do. And again, as you're always saying, Theo, we're, we're acting as though, like, this has been banned or mm. something, as though, like... Every new copy of this newspaper was seized and the image was scrubbed from the internet or anything as opposed to just people saying, hey, this sucks. Yeah, and, and also I hope the people at home are, are taking notes just along every, every little point that, they're, that the conservatives are making in response to this cartoon um, because I think it, it kind of all comes back with the second piece of news that, we, that happened 
uh, this week. But um, but yeah, like like um, mob mob justice. Just just write that down in, in your notebook because um, apparently yeah. right now um, when it when it comes to uh, being criticised about um, drawing a racist cartoon, uh, it's bad. But um, I don't want to ruin the surprise. But maybe in other cases, uh, to Caleb Bond, it's actually good. Uh, yeah, well, it all kind of depends. It all depends on your perspective. Of course, the piece of news you're referring to, Theo, is a nine-year-old girl. I believe so. Nine-year-old girl, I want to say. Who? Uh, she is nine, yes. Yes, who um, uh, didn't stand up during the national anthem. The Australian national anthem. She was, um, for some reason, though, I guess they were singing it at school. At school? Yeah, at a school assembly. Yep. And she said, uh, I'm not going to stand up for this out of respect for uh, indigenous people. Um, and they freaked out. <laughs> and it made its way into the news. And now we have like um, like uh, state and federal politicians calling for her to be expelled from her school and to be forced to stand for the national anthem. Um, the friend of the show, Jared Blige, um, state, what is he now, state opposition leader? Is he the opposition leader? I don't actually know. In Queensland? I feel like you should know. It's Queensland. Ah, well. And, um, yeah, huge dickhead who we have talked about at length on this show before. Um, he got onto Twitter and said, oh, what a brat. She should be expelled from the school if she keeps doing this. Um, causing a lot of people to say, hey, uh, why are you weighing in on what a nine-year-old is doing at school? A lot of them were fantasizing. I was reading about this. A lot of them were like, if I was there, I'd give her a swift kick up the backside. It's like... I believe those were Pauline Hansen's exact mm, words, which is... Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's such a only, cool thing to say, Pauline Hansen. If only I could employ corporal punishment on this nine-year-old girl. Uh, well, it's this is exactly this is this is just just Australia so often um, takes what sort of Britain and the U.S. do with racism and just kind of find the way to push it further. Uh, not racism, sorry, with with extreme like just desire for vengeance because like the entire U.S. is just sort of turning itself inside out, sort of hating on like a seventeen-year-old David Hogg for being like. Hey, please stop shooting us. Um, to the point where they were photoshopping him as a lady, being like, "Yeah, oh, I know. love Daisy Hog." <laughs> yeah, um, friend of the show, Daisy and then, Hog. <laughs> and so it is the same thing. It's like they pick someone who's just insufficiently nationalist, and then they just publicly fantasize about like, "Well, that that nine-year-old girl's so fucking lucky. <laughs> I'm Pauline Hanson, and I live in another part of the country where I'd kick the well, shit." Well, we didn't out put a her. huge naked ass being kicked by a boot on our flag for no reason. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I saw a it's, photo. It's astonishing. I saw a photo that I um sent to someone a while ago when we were talking about the the NFL stuff, the the flag protest and uh, the anthem protests. And you know, you just constantly get people saying like, "Oh, it's not about racism. I just think that you know they should just shut up and do as they're told and all this kind of shit." I saw this photo of somebody's pickup truck in the states. That had a big sign across the back saying, "Like you know, you will, you will stand for our anthem or whatever." And in the bed of the of the pickup truck, they had put like a a branch of a tree so that it looked like a, a smaller scale tree trunk. 
with another branch coming off the side and they had fashioned a noose that was hanging from the branch and there was a football in the noose hanging at the bottom. Uh, and I went, wow, wow. Imagine making a mini lynching sculpture in your fucking truck because you're so mad at people at a football game saying, please stop shooting us. The ironic thing is that it was a Ford truck and Ford came out in support of Kaepernick. That's it. To burn my truck. Well, I mean, I'm I'm just excited for like a lot of like uh, like patriotic Australian dads to record GoPro videos of themselves driving around with their kids, being like, you know, like I I, I love my kid, but when another kid refused to stand for the national anthem, I thought that was too much. So little Jason here is going up for adoption. <laughs> little little Jaden is not like it's. Spelled with like three Y's. Well, it's um, it's weird because there was a thing like maybe a week or two ago where a conservative um, <laughs> senator, Tim Wilson, who is is much more of like the the light libertarian kind of thing, and um, he posted a picture of himself on Twitter on like uh, National Flag Day, um standing there where like in in this photo with with the australian flag being raised and he's standing there with his hand over his heart gazing adoringly at this flag that he's desperate to fuck it's really weird like there's a crowd of people in the background behind him it looks like it's somewhere like federation square in melbourne or something like that and um and all the people in the background are just looking at him like what the fuck fuck is this guy doing and, like, it's really weird because a lot of people's response to that was, like, what the fuck is this? Like, why are you trying to import this weird, like, American flag fetish stuff, which is just, it's not a thing here. Like, we don't have, like, yes, there are people who, like, fly an Australian flag in their front yard and there are people who put, like, Australian flag stickers on their trucks and, like, love it or leave it stickers and shit like that. People get Southern Cross tattoos and all that sort of thing. But generally speaking, people don't like shit themselves about the flag touching the ground and, you know, all the sort of really, all the really super amped up Americanized stuff. And it just struck a lot of people as very weird where they were like, why are you trying to import this kind of very explicit nationalism here? And the same thing goes for the stuff about the girl sitting down during the anthem. It's just one person's personal protest and suddenly you've got politicians weighing in and saying she's disrespecting veterans and everything they fought for. Which, as people rightly pointed out, uh, if you're talking about any like Australian veterans of wars, um, they might not have been fighting for that flag because it only became the Australian flag in like 1984. Oh, the, it only became the anthem in 1984, didn't it? Hey, you're disrespecting all of our Gulf War veterans. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and like, no, and it's like every, everyone, everyone at, at at like Gallipoli was just like saying, "Guys, we're 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 doing we're not just doing this for us. We're doing this for that." And then it just play point to a flagpole that just says TBD. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's, that's hey, the thing. If there's ever a song in the future that sucks heaps, this is what we're dying for. Anyone, anyone up until World War Two was like um, saluting the Union Jack and singing "God Save the Queen." Like, no, nobody who fought in any of those fucking wars was fighting for the Australian flag or fighting for that national anthem or anything. And like, you know, you see, you see, like, 
veterans responding to these people and saying, no, you like, like people who actually get into the armed forces or whatever because they care about freedom or any of that sort of shit are doing it for like themselves and their friends and their family and their neighbors and like the people that a country is made up of not because the fucking flag it's extremely it's, weird shit i i, I mean look it's one of my cockamamie psychiatric theories psychiatric psychological that i i often go into on on my show at great length but it's like all of these people have just sort of have been confronted with the sort of stale bleakness of modern life with the endless tract housing the kind of just the, the sort of your reliance on just you know your heart pills and your antidepressant medication your kids fucking hate you and you know you, you've got to get your wife's boyfriend a fucking valentine's <laughs> day present and just your every day is a humiliating torture and you just have to look at your red ass face in the mirror every goddamn morning before you go into a job that you know is meaningless and so you just tell yourself a story that you're part of actually a grand crusading tradition and you sort of name an enemy and the enemy is just you know it's 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 just the the ungrateful football players and the people asking you to spend a moment like not just focusing your rage like white hot in a single direction and that's why like all of these politicians are like or at least at least one of them and many others i'm sure are just fantasizing about doing violence to this like nine-year-old girl who basically just had a point to make and dared make them think about something else other than just their center of the sun anger at the entire world around them and their atavistic desire to lash out and of course being very mad at their parents i'm sure their parents (laughs) told them to to do it yeah, yeah, all that kind of shit. Where I was like, "No, don't get me wrong." I saw uh, the parents and went, "All right." But, um, <laughs> oh, look, I, the parents absolutely put her up to this. Like, I mean, I, not to say that they like forced her to do it, but these are things she would have gotten from conversations with her parents or whatever. Which, that's how you fucking learn shit. But like, the the ultimate point of this, I don't care if her parents literally gave her a script to read. Who gives a fuck Mm. what a nine-year-old is doing in a school assembly at some fucking school? Who gives a shit what any child is doing? Unless they're yours, Andrew. Keep an eye on what they're doing. I'll go you one step further and say, why the fuck is any kid singing the national anthem at primary school? It's weird. Is this a thing where you guys just started doing it recently as well? Like, you know, the national anthem is recent. I think we kind of had to sing it at school assemblies yeah. occasionally. Oh, fucking definitely not at the school I went to in Queensland. Oh, though. I always... No, I always not even fucking once. And, and any kid singing the national anthem at the age of six doesn't know what the fucking words mean. And you just no, sort of adult make a does. bunch of yeah. sounds. You know, you're, and you're just, you're just making sound. Like, you're just making, blah, blah, you're making blah, the blah, notes yeah. and vocalizing. I mean, it's like, it's not an original yeah. point, but, you know, people love to point at, you know, the, the parades of North Korea and everyone, like, marching and, like, tears draw, you know, going down their face when the, when the anthem uh, plays. But we expect the same, same thing of, of, like children and adults and whatever like all totally uncritically right like oh great well now we're gonna get reamed by tankies <laughs> thanks man oh, except except i will say though like you know like like we're saying here we all have 
vague memories of singing the national anthem sometimes at like a school assembly or something in america they get them to do the fucking pledge of allegiance Imagine on a yeah, on a that's fucking the creepiest shit in the whole goddamn on world. a on a daily basis you are required to place your hand over your heart and stare at the flag while you <laughs> pledge allegiance to your mother country. It's fucking psychotic. Like, every single American children needs to go through like a um like a, like a child soldier demobilization program because they are all completely brainwashed. Fuck yeah, man! Did you ever see that? Um, you ever see that clip that was like you know a little viral thing that was going around? And like you know when you see those viral clips that are like meant to be good, but you watch them and you go no no no, like those those things where they go like oh this teacher had to travel like eighty miles every day yeah, like, via yeah. to give walking birth in a and car. so oh yeah yeah so so they got together enough money to buy her a shit box you know two thousand fucking Nissan Pulsar so that she could so they get got to work enough money to buy so they got together enough money to buy her the mini bike from the Dane Cook movie employee of the month. Yes. yes Holy exactly. fuck that is the most specific reference I've ever heard in my life and I am outraged that I fucking remember enough about that movie to know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm really worried that I've seen that movie more than once. I've um, seen that movie maybe I, five I times. I you what Dane Cook looks like. Well, it's like a, I mean, uh, it's like a, it's like a really sort of um, weathered, unattractive version of like maybe a Ryan Reynolds or something, you know? Oh, holy, that's like what I watched. You, I think, yeah, probably when the first time I saw Waiting, I just thought that Dane Cook looked like if Ryan Reynolds had fell into a fryer at some point. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And you know that Dane Cook thinks he looks like Ryan Reynolds, and he doesn't. Ah, shit, guy, guys, the PC police just called. Oh. None of this is allowed. Can't make fun of white oh, guys. It's it's been banned. Comedians. But um, God banned. damn it. But yeah, you see those you see those viral clips that are like, oh, and they scrape together all this money to help this person. It's like, why? No, the question should actually be like... Yeah, the question shouldn't be why Why are parents getting together money to help this uh, teacher that had been buying school supplies out of their own money? It, the question was, why the fuck was the teacher buying the shit out of their own money in the first place? And there was some viral clip that was meant to be, like, you know, inspirational or whatever. And it was home security footage from somebody's house of this kid riding up to the house to come in. And there's an American flag, like, posted out the front of the house. You know how they have them on, like, the, the 45-degree angle coming out from the front of the house? And this Very this kid's this kid drops his bike and sees the flag. Drops his pants. Drops his pants <laughs> and starts fucking the flag. He just, just starts fucking the, the flag. He just gets the shit beat out of him by Pauline Hansen. <laughs> and, like, and this kid just stops right there in the front yard by himself with no one else around and does the Pledge of Allegiance to the fucking flag. And and these people saw this bit of footage and went, oh, isn't that inspirational? And put that out and all these people like, wow, the kids were like, all right. And it's like, no, your kids are fucking brainwashed. Why would broken. you do that? Like, obviously, I, I don't have children and I think it's difficult to put your mind uh, in what it's like to be a parent if you've never been one. But I feel like if I found out that my child had been doing that, I would put them in the car, I would get out $100 from an ATM, I would go to the circus, and I would bribe them to take my child. <laughs> Just release them at a lake somewhere, and if they, if they manage to like navigate their way back through some sort of like innate magnetism in their brain, then that's good. If not, then... I'd spin them 200 times and leave them on a road. I'd hide and stay hidden. 
Just, I'd just see if I could get him into a better cult. Like, oh, just, just scary. Just about anything, man. Jeez. The only thing that, like, a kid should have that much allegiance to is, like, their fucking PlayStation. It's the only healthy thing. It's terrible. Like, and, and again, I mean, I, like, it makes you wonder what it is that is so frightening to people about the the not standing up for the anthem thing because again if you put those two things side by side if you put school-aged kid who sees a flag when no one else is around and stands there and robotically recites their like pledge of loyalty to the motherland versus the kid who was saying on the news like (coughs) well look i'm not gonna like do stuff just because other people say i'm supposed to even if they're older than me i'm gonna actually think about the things that i do and say and in this particular instance, I, I think that it's, you know, uh, uh, whatever she was saying, I think that it's, you know, un- unfair and disrespectful to the indigenous people of this country to stand up and sing that anthem. Yeah, like, which is true. Like, the specific thing she cited was that line in there that's saying that the country's young and free when it's, like, 100,000 years old. And occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Like... And again, obviously, it's it's infinitely more terrifying to people the idea of a nine-year-old actually thinking about the things that they say and do and why they do them than one just rattling off a fucking robotic cult pledge. Uh, which is extremely well, weird. It's The fact is that these... The fact that they're kids also is, I think, hugely significant to these people because... All of these, like, you know, psychotic nationalists who, like, are just foaming at the mouth and spitting in their mirrors every morning, they're all, it's all of it's based on this idea that there is a natural order of things. And all mm. fascism is based on this idea that society was, until recently, in its natural order, and then sort of progressive meddling of some or other kind has brought it out of order. And so they think that the nation is this natural community. And so, of course, children should sing the anthem because, well, they're children of the nation and they're the nation's future. And so if there's this child who's dissenting, then this is an unnatural child. And that's why they've reacted with such, like, incredible fury. Also, on a second note, you guys said that lyric. Is your national anthem just that song, uh, We Are Young? That's right. That is the national anthem. Pretty much. Yeah. By fun, you know, tonight we are young. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah that's, that's it. it. It's generally sung at half tempo, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the song. But yeah, no, it's the, these people just think that this isn't just something they disagree with. They think it's a corruption of nature. Well, yeah, that's a terrifying thought. We better. Uh, that's fascism, baby. Woo! We better wrap it up shortly, but we'll take a couple of questions from the old mailbag before we go. Um, you guys have a mailbag? Yeah, we do. You get a mailbag. It's yeah. a physical mailbag, too. Mm. It's that great cost um, and I... uh, physical effort to Andrew to <laughs> fill it up and then empty it every week, but he does it by yeah. goodness. <laughs> I had to drag it with me to the other city that I'm in right now. Uh, so, let's see. So, this one's kind of for, for you and me, Theo. Um, hap- oh, oh there, there, was, there was actually also another message from somebody which, was, um, which said, uh, happy birthday to the sleepiest boy. Thank you. My oh, eyes are very tired right now. <laughs> well, it is. Um, it is in the PM and one fifty-four. I got like many, six minutes before drinks. bedtime. Yes. Saying um, it's in the PM is racist against people who are in different time zones. That's true. <laughs> uh, that was from friend of the show Cassie. Happy birthday to the most tired boy. Thank she you. Said. Um, so, friend of the show Justin 
says, uh, My girlfriend follows both Andrew and Theo on Twitter, but doesn't listen to the podcast and is convinced that you're both the same person. How can she differentiate between you two? Uh, well, one of you is funnier than the other. Hmm. Well, one of, us, one of us is the third funniest member of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, you know what Ben just did is Ben just did the podcast version of the Joker breaking the pool cue over his knee and being like, we're having tryouts. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, well, if it helps, tell her that one of us is taller than the other. And that should probably sort it out for her. Um, I feel like I'm nicer, but you're hotter. Hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm hot enough to be mean. You know? Yeah, I think ladies like that. You're, Theo, you're too cowardly to be mean, and that is what makes you a nice person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's how. That, that's how Andrew got me to come on the show. Actually, he sent me a he sent me a DM saying I had nice nails, but then asked if they were real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> negged you into it. Negged you right into it. What that mouth? Did. Um, oh, fuck, fucking negged. And finally, friend of the show, Daniel. Asks, uh, what song should we replace our objectively terrible national anthem with? Damn. I already uh, sang I, it. So Tonight I, we are young. Yeah. I, I tweeted about the anthem and then it, it got a lot of retweets or whatever. I'm not bragging. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's leading into something else. Sounds like a brag. But, but I had yeah. in a, a sort of in a, a reply thread going on of people listing Australian songs that should be the national anthem. Uh, and I didn't really agree with any of them except someone suggested uh, Under the Milky Way tonight. Is that what it's called? By the churches? The church? Hmm. Uh, and that song is a certified banger. I don't know what it's about, but I also don't know what our anthem is about. But I do know that that song uh, slaps. I believe mm-hmm. people say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would completely support that song being the anthem. Fair enough. Uh, Theo? Uh, I'd have to go with Flame Trees. Is, is that a song title or a band? God damn. What, <laughs> what is happening right now? Ben, back me up. I need some help here. Uh, is, that a, is that a band or is that a song? Hmm. This is a... Sorry, I had to sit back from the mic there for a second. Um, all right. He's getting steamed. Yeah. Sorry, it's a washout. Uh, by Cold Chisel. Oh, thank you. Okay, good. Oh! Right. Right. I'm super disappointed right now. Let's just move. Let's move on. Riley, what should let's the Australian hey. anthem be? And let's... let's Look, Kill this. Anyone who anyone who listens to me knows that I only basically listen to techno, <laughs> and so yes, I mean, oh boy, I don't know, like a thirty-six hour Berghain session. Nice. You could really stand up to that. Hmm. Rob Dugan's um, Club to Death, that or uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, what about really? the? Do you mean the remix of it from Matrix Reloaded? <laughs> of course, of course, that's what he means. Uh, this is a bit of a diversion. Well, it's entirely a diversion, but I would like you all to look at the link that I've just posted uh, in the thread. I, I might have been absentmindedly looking for incense holders online, and if I could draw your attention <laughs> to the image... Ah, oh, damn, this is going to get banned, too, by the PC police. Andrew, can I get you to describe what is going on in the top right-hand corner of that image? Well... Ben's 
Ben's been looking at um, incest burners, apparently. They are of a decidedly eastern bent. Certainly. Um, okay, so there's several different ones. One's kind of got a dragon thing going on. This one's got a water flow. There's several uh, Buddhas with comically large heads where it's normally the belly that's big. But the one that uh, Ben has asked me to look at here is a an enormously tittied lady... <laughs> Who is cradling uh, what looks like, say, a big lotus or lily pad in her lap. Um, and her gigantic breasts are squirting water into... The, well, it it kind of looks like a dry ice sort of thing yeah, going so on. I can't tell if it's like now, liquid or so smoke I believe that's coming out of her this tits. Is a, it's a backflow incense burner. So, they, the smoke sort of burns through it. Oh. So, that's, that's the incense smoke pouring out at an alarming rate. From a nipples Beautiful. into this sort of dish. And you're saying this is well, $4.79 like Australian. With, uh, free, with free shipping, shipping no less. Hmm. I am I mean, not going to put this in my house. Although well, I might. Birthday coming up, if you, you wanted to like... If you wanted uh, to commit suicide no. by like it being in a closed garage, you could just turn that on, the volume of smoke coming out of it. Mm. It's dense. But those jugs are huge. I really cannot stress this enough. Absolute magumbos. We probably shouldn't use it as the lead image for the episode. But we're going well, to. Sorry, everyone. We probably should. Oh, wait, no, no. Okay, so it's that image, but you take one of the band things from the Herald uh, yes. Sun cover. <laughs> yes, perfect. All right, uh, I'll make a note. I mean, that really does look like the kind of thing that a guy <laughs> who still is doing pickup artistry in 2018 would have all over his house because it sends the, 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 the oh, signal. And- that he yeah, he gestured to it meaningfully mm. like, when I you enter his home. Of, I have a lot of respect for the female body. <laughs> oh, these old things. <laughs> <laughs> I love art and jugs. Let me just, let me, I, lo- I love Eastern cultures and I, let me just light this <laughs> incense. It's called, uh, <laughs> it is called liquid sensuality. Oh, Ben. Oh, so I'm, fuck it, God. So ben, I'm doing the Steven Seagal voice because that's who I imagine that to be. Very much. Yeah, that's accurate. Um, yeah, what, exactly. what fully those, accurate. What were those terrible flavors of incense that you had, Ben? I only remember the one was denim. <laughs> oh, I've got so many. I've got denim. I've got sex what? on the beach. I've got money oh. attraction. I've got cannabis. Sorry, 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 sorry. Pause. You have an incense called money attraction. Uh, yes. Uh, I've got uh-huh. one called Blood Dragon. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not done with money attraction yet. I need to know all about that one. Okay. Does it, well, does it, it every single thing like that I have just listed off smells like fucking garbage, and I've lit one of them and then put the box away and will never pull them out ever again. <laughs> Denim. Denim. Denim doesn't Denim. smell like anything. Excellent. Uh, and so... Not that anyone asked, but um, the Australian National Anthem should be oh, Summertime sorry, by Thirsty Merc. <laughs> you guys made up all your bands, I swear to God. None of these are real. Not a single one has a single song released. I'll just say that if Lucy was here, she would back me on that one. Um, Riley, would you like to plug your show before we go? Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't mind. Uh, wait, I thought we were just having a call between friends. Um, oh. So, I've been uh, illegally yeah, recording can- this the whole time. <laughs> Uh, sir, you have infringed upon my rights to the sovereign citizen. 
my 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 podcast, which I host with a couple of other goobers, and which um, a couple of the Bunta Vista folks have been on, including the absent Lucy, uh, is called Trash Future. It is a leftist podcast about why modernity kind of ended up sucking, and we also talk about British politics because, again, despite my accent, I live in Britain for some reason. Um, we're on iTunes and Spotify and any other place you download podcasts if you want to go check it out. Thanks. Uh, and I think we should um, get you back on to talk about some British issues. British. British issues. British issues. Oh, man. Yeah. I will talk about British issues until the cows come home. Beautiful. Or at least in our case, we don't really have a lot of cows. It would be uh, more of like an artisanal chicken into your 25,000-pound shed, which David Cameron actually owns and then posted about. He goes in there to write a diary. <laughs> huh. God, he sucks so much. <laughs> oh, dear. At least he fucked a pig. That's true. Allegedly. Hmm. Allegedly. For real, though. He's got that going for him. <laughs> no, he did it, bud. <laughs> All right, oh, folks. Cool. Well, we'll leave it there. Thanks a, lot for, oh. thanks a lot for having me on. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, your crime pass is that you may draw uh, cartoons that depict white people in a racist light. Yeah, you can racistly draw white people. If, if, it, if you can figure out how. If you can figure out how, go for it. Just absolutely go to town. Until next week, folks. Um, thanks for being with us, Riley. And we'll see you next time, everybody. Yeah, thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye.